So, very warm welcome to everybody. Um, <coughs> I was feeling very tired earlier today, but now that I'm here, I feel um, a lot of joy. It's very lovely to be here, lovely to see everyone here. And uh, very happy to be uh, teaching together with Catherine and um, mm. one p- small practical thing actually before we start with has everyone got the sort of sitting apparatus that they feel they will need like benches or whatever yeah everyone's good with that enough chairs in here So, how are you doing? Uh, you've probably been traveling today, and many of you at least. Um, let's say I was feeling tired, and then uh, now that we're in the room together, there's this sense of um, a little bit of excitement, uh, possibility, really. There's a sense of possibility uh, together here. of offering these retreats is this sense of um, wanting to support that sense of possibility. For me, there's this, there is this possibility of freedom. That's what the, the Dharma is pointing to. Possibility of deep, radical freedom. More and more and more of that. And people gathering together for a retreat and this kind of retreat with, with the themes that we're going to explore with, with loving kindness and emptiness, that, that possibility to me feels palpable. And that's what's um, part of what's lovely. <coughs> so there's a possibility of freedom in practice, from practice. And from the Dharma perspective, from the Buddha's perspective, that possibility comes out because it's possible to see and to sense and to feel our existence differently. And a whole other sense of existence. And that, that there's that opening up of how, how we sense our existence, our life, our being. Uh, so the possibility of freedom is dependent on the possibility of seeing and sensing and feeling differently. <coughs> so then, then the question... Uh, is to me is like a golden question. It's like, what allows me, what allows you, what supports that opening up to seeing uh, in different ways? What, what will, that becomes kind of the key question in practice, and in a way the key question in life. What is it, what uh, orientations, activities, things, what, what, what is it that will support uh, the possibility of opening up and allowing different ways of seeing and sensing existence. Uh, and that includes, uh, se- uh, you know, sensing existence in a, in a new way. Because we do, we, we sense existence obviously in, in very habitual ways. We think we know what everything is. We think we know who we are or who another is or what life is. It seems obvious. And we're talking a lot, on, obviously, on this retreat, the theme is about emptiness. And that says, not not necessarily so, actually not so true. 
And in that seeing of not true, that's, that's where a lot of the freedom is. So, new ways of seeing, new ways of sensing, and what is it that will allow that? What is it that will support that? Including new ideas. New ideas. So the whole being, the emotional being, the intellectual being, the, the, the physical being, all uh, wanting to support the opening and the discovery of new ways of seeing. So this is something, you know, obviously teaching, uh, teaching a lot. I reflect on a lot. I reflect a lot. What will, will support that? Uh, obviously for myself, but in, 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 in people, in practitioners. What is it that supports that opening? <clears throat> so there's many, many ways of, of kind of conceiving of what meditation is or what practice is. Um, many ways. You could look at it so many different ways. Um, one way you could say it's a kind of balance between cultivating what is lovely, cultivating the beautiful, uh, so something like metta, loving kindness, that's a beautiful quality of heart, something uh, profound and, and lovely, a treasure for us. And in the cultivation of the lovely, generosity, metta, equanimity, compassion, all these qualities, this becomes our treasure, this becomes our treasure inside and our resource, resources for us, deep, deep resources for us, uh, qualities of heart that bring well-being, that bring happiness. So. There is that, the cultivation as one wing, and another wing is, uh, we could say, investigation. And investigating in a way that brings freedom. It's like, what do I need to, as I say, look, how do I need to see differently? What do I need to understand in a way that, that freedom opens up in my life? And these two, the cultivation, the investigation. In a way, going back to something, what I said earlier, it's like all practice, and especially the practice of emptiness, but all practices are um, practicing new ways of seeing. Actually, all of that, including the loving kindness, we'll, we'll get to talk about all this. But all practices, all meditation practices are practicing new ways of seeing. Uh, and that opening up, as I said before, it comes in, in many ways through questioning, through um, cultivation, through opening to the fullness of our being, corners and aspects, dimensions of our being that we maybe reject or ignore or don't notice. The discovery of uh, what we really are and how much we really are. And sometimes also... Uh, deliberately turning the perception around. So we'll, we'll talk about all of this, different ways of opening up that whole discovery. Um, when I think about te- teaching about emptiness, uh, to me it's really... The, the the understanding of, of emptiness, if we talk about emptiness, is a real journey. It's something very, very profound. It's almost like one goes, the understanding goes on a journey, deeper and deeper and deeper, to completely uh, overturning, uh, discovering radical, uh, uh, radical different sense of existence, as I said earlier. But that's a journey, it's very deep. In the last, so th- this kind of retreat as a form has been going, uh, I think s- this is the sixth year in a row, um, and for the last two years it was an emptiness retreat, and um, 
one of the sort of ways, well, what, what I tried to do on it, uh, for better or for worse, was to try and sort of lay out a map for people. Um, and, and the idea at the back of my head was, if someone is in the middle of nowhere with no one else around, they could um, hear, hear those... Uh, set of teachings and instructions, etc., and just follow through that, and it would really, really take them, uh, you know, a long way. That was the idea. I'm, I'm not sure how well that worked. It's different for different people. Um, sometimes reflecting on those retreats, I feel like it was perhaps too much. So, different conception this time, and uh, as you know, we're calling it level one. Um, one of the differences that I would like to uh, embody and practice, and hopefully I will, is actually not talking so much, not talking too much. <laughs> um, so rather than trying to you know, lay it all out and disseminate the whole teachings that someone could just kind of you know, have this package and follow it, um, I want to try and do it slightly differently and actually be more uh, s- slow, certainly, more spacious, but particularly more responsive to you. Uh, and in, in individually and also as a group, to where you are at and what you need, um, rather than try and just, you know, like a locomotive, sort of go through the whole thing. So in that respect, um, we have a kind of structure in mind, but it's also, it's open, and we'll see. We want to be responsive, as I said. Uh, it's an experiment for us, this retreat, and in this slot of time, uh, this January-February retreat, this parallel retreat, it has a history of being very experimental. There's, there's always something different going on. But for us, this is partly just wanting to try it differently uh, and see how that is, and hopefully that serves. But in line with that, we're also really wanting it to be an experiment for you, that this is a chance, This, however long we are together, uh, three weeks almost, two and a half weeks, that this is a chance for you to experiment uh, and experiment in lots of different ways, and discover, like I said, different ways of seeing, discover different ways of practicing. So as much as it's uh, a teaching experiment for us, really wanting it uh, to be an experiment for you, that you that you can see it that way. <coughs> Just... Um, just a few thoughts about being on retreat. And so everyone here has been on retreat before. That's one of the sort of stipulations. It's for experienced uh, retreatants. And we can feel the life on retreat as, as, as a constraint very easily. Well, we don't do this and we don't do that. And um, some people on retreat uh, in some forms, they, they won't go out of the grounds. You just literally constrain the area that you're in, um, and so you wouldn't leave the perimeter of the grounds. So there is a sense of constraint, and we can experience it as, as oppressive in that way, as a kind of prison. That's, that's one way we can feel it. And in a way, with that, we also close off to certain experiences. So, for example, the mobile phone, or phone call, the email, all that's kind of closed off. Uh, temporarily, temporarily, we're shutting out, literally, certain aspects of our life and certain actions and certain endeavours for the sake of freedom, for the sake of discovery. But that very closing off uh, can be experienced as a constraint, 
it's also there, obviously, for the sake of being a holding. It's a holding, but that's what it provides, support and holding. So that's a really, really key element of, of retreat. You know, we feel, that we relate uh, to the whole thing as, as something that's supportive, something that's supporting, that we feel supported. So I really want to encourage you to move through the time here with that sense of being supported, that everything here is for the sake of holding, for the sake of supporting. Actually, more than that, <coughs> your presence here is also in the service of supporting everyone else here. So, when you come, when you show up at a sitting, when you don't feel like being at that sitting, when you show up at the walking, when you don't feel like it, there can be that reason that you want to give the support, you want to embody the support for others. So I don't know right now, partly sit, sitting in the circus, opportunity to actually let, let your gaze move around the room and see who's here. See who's here. So these are the friends that will be supporting you for this time. And this is the community that will be living together. This is the humanity that's together right now. Everyone with their joys, with their difficulties, bodily, emotional, mental, their discoveries, their journey. Really a beautiful, beautiful thing on retreat to get a sense of that togetherness, that I am embedded in that togetherness. One of the tragedies of modern society is that we don't really feel embedded in, in the society so often. It's become so fragmented. And to get a sense of the humanity in the room, that each person with, with their unique uh, struggles and, and, and uh, openings, and, and that one is supported and supporting that. In the uh, in in the structure of this, you know, any retreat, which can be seen partly as a constraint, as I said, and partly as this holding, one of the gifts of it, and particularly in in the more silent retreat, is that I don't have to appear special. I don't have to be someone special. You don't have to be someone special. I don't have to present such and such to people. So there's a real gift of ease of opening in that. But everything, just about this being on retreat, everything that has a blessing and a gift in it has a potential shadow. Everything. Everything that has a gift in it has a potential shadow. It goes for any practice, any situation, any way of working, any orientation. So this leaving aside that we do, I leave aside my mobile phone, I leave aside my email, I leave aside the conversations, I leave aside this, I leave aside that, I leave aside, we're just talking uh, with some of the coins about dancing and the possibility of dancing on the retreat. Generally, we leave aside something like that. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, uh, 
But generally there are things that we leave aside. So there's a gift in that. It's helpful. It's a support. As I say, I don't have to appear like someone special and I get to simplify and it, it gets to create space. But it's also possible that a split can come. A split can come in, th- in and through that very leaving aside. So one of the obvious, obvious splits that, uh, and maybe you know this as experienced meditators, is between retreat life and everyday life. And there's a split that comes, and we'll talk more about this. But there's a more subtle split that can come, and this is something we're going to, uh, going to keep coming back to through this retreat. There's a more subtle split that can come through forms and through practices like we'll be in- engaged in. And that's a split that comes about through certain attitudes uh, with respect to certain aspects of ourselves. Because I'm leaving aside, say, the dancing, uh, the sexuality, the, you know, w- whatever else, because I'm leaving aside all that, uh, it's possible uh, that what can creep in, sometimes even blindly, unwittingly, in, into the way we conceive of, of our practice and our spiritual journey and the meditation, is a kind of split. And some things, some aspects of our existence don't get included. So we, we, we've been talking a lot before this retreat, Catherine and I, and we're, we're really interested in that. Emptiness means everything can be included because everything is empty. Everything is allowed. There's space for everything. Everything, everything, everything. Uh, metta too, loving kindness too, means everything gets included in that field of, of kindness. So, very easily we can polarize, and through any practice, and any philosophy, and any orientation in prayer, it's very easy to polarize. And it can creep in, usually it creeps in blindly. And then we say, no self, emptiness is better than self. There's a polarization there, and it's not true, and it's not helpful. Or, if we're doing the loving-kindness, there's a sense of, I've got to be good, and then stuff that's not so pretty, maybe some unkindness, some being bad gets uh, shunted aside in a way that's not so helpful, gets split off. Um, I've got some practical stuff to say about the workings of the retreat, but I think, I feel like I want to leave that for later, so um, maybe Catherine wants to pick up that. Mm -hmm. That was very inspiring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting, as I sit to begin and say hello, <clears throat> I notice myself, having listened to Rob, kind of drawn into the silence. 
drawn. Do any of you ever get that? You, you can nod, maybe you no, no, I'm presuming. <laughs> I'm presuming if you've come to a silent retreat centre, something draws you about the silence. You know? Something about the silence that we love, probably, or you wouldn't be here. And as I was drawn to the silence, I could feel that kind of opening and deepening, and I was thinking, oh, but I'm the teacher. <laughs> okay, right. Hmm. Normally that means saying something. And the way that that split can also show up between the silence and the sound. Between the silence and the articulation. Where we're not seeing both, both as full, full, full silence, full, rich, deep, palpable, tangible, that we love. It's also empty. And the articulation that sometimes we get lost in Anyone ever not got lost <laughs> in their articulation? And the articulation that's sometimes really a pain in the ass. It's in a way, it's ugh. But it, that is also so rich. So rich, so full, so much possibility of pointing to what we love. And also empty. Empty, empty, empty. So that split, another one, us, us lot who are attracted to silent retreats can often have, we can often find somewhere in us. That one, between the silence and the sound. And if we're really looking deeply into the teaching that there's enough room for it all, actually nothing is excluded here. So, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to your love of the depth. And then that part when Rob said about, I don't know what you noticed happened, but when he drew our attention to each other, which, you know, quite frankly, some of us are attracted to silent retreats because we don't want attention drawn to each other. Yeah? But actually, again, it can be another kind of division. But when he said it, that, wow, look at the humanity here. Look at this. Look at this. Can you bear to look at this? your own humanity. In all of its... And I'm going to repeat everything Rob said, probably, but just in a different kind of voice. Your humanity. <sighs> and these ones that look like others. These so-called others. So another thing we can explore is the relationship of the depth that we love, which we can sometimes see as this vertical trajectory when we talk about going deeper and going deeper. I liked when Rob said 
he noticed before other years where he's on the steam train and he's on the... the that's what you said, wasn't it? Tell me if I misrepresent you. <laughs> feel, feel free to. <laughs> <laughs> we do it all the time. But that in the, on the steam train to emptiness, you know, the kind of the, the locomotive part, which is beautiful, which is absolutely beautiful, that, that, um, that clarity, that precision, that penetration, that looking deeper. And then he said, yeah, and we want to balance that with the openness, the receptivity, the responding... Do you have one that you prefer? And we'll go we'll look further into that. It's a lot for the first night to kinda go right to the right to the heart of what we're doing here. So welcome. That's really what I wanted to say. Welcome. In all the ways that you're exactly the same as everyone here. And in all the ways that you're completely different. Welcoming all of that. All the difference. Background. Life experience. Gender. Age. Health. Race. Culture. Language. All of it. So, one thing, um, let's see, yeah, I think there's a good moment for this. Um, Mostly during this retreat, in the structure, you will be sitting in the rows that we had at the beginning. In, in a little while we'll go back there but first we want to know who you all are um, and what I'd like to suggest is an exercise a little exercise um, where you simply take your seat in the community and all you have to do is say your name happens when I say that, just see what the response is. Because we have a lot of other differences here. Some people are coming from the Hermitage Wing and have been here a very long time. Some people are coming from the street, I was going to say. Right, yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, the Hermitage Wing or the street, that means you're all... That's just, a duality. Uh, that's another duality, yeah. Inner and outer, those who come in and those who come from out. Right. And there's different kinds of qualities that can sometimes be there. You know, when we've been on retreat a long time, there can be more quietness, simply. More, sometimes more subtlety. Sometimes more sensitivity is more palpable to us. And if you've ever been on long retreat here, or even if you've been on short retreat here or somewhere else, Sometimes when the, the riffraff come in from the street for the new retreat on a Friday night, you can feel a different quality. A different quality. 
And then there's those of us that are beginning today, coming from shopping and taking care of all our details and maybe had an argument this morning with our partner. And um, it's, it's a different vibration. It's a little more, can be a little bit more uh, activity in it. And here, we're not making a duality about that either. So for those who have been hermits for a while, this exercise may f- might, might be a little confronting to say your name. After all, isn't it part of what draws us to practice that we're interested to let go of all of that identification and our name and, our, and go beyond all of that? But if we're really interested in going beyond, we have to arrive here, fully, with all that we are, with all that we are, everything. So, yeah, what we can do is go around and take, take your time, just have a breath, sense into your seat, say your name. And... What I'd like is that the community, the rest of us, respectfully repeat it back to you. It's like, I am here. I am here. So everyone just take a moment to breathe and find your seat. All of our practice begins where we are. Where we are. And if you haven't got enough room for your normal seat, because you're all crowded up here, just do your best. <clears throat> and take a moment to sense your backside on the cushion, or the bench, or the chair. All right? And if it helps, just squeeze in the buttocks a little bit with a, with a breath, in-breath. Squeeze them in, and let them drop. It's like, let your body know it's arrived here. Even if you're wondering now whether whether you want to be or not. Because <laughs> that always happens in a retreat, right? There'll be those moments. Always. Yeah, you're here. Take a moment with your belly. We need the belly center. Breathing in with the belly. And breathing out with a... And if you want to, just make a kind of... A You know those Tibetan guys? It's not an accident they do these kind of uh, chants that really help us embody in the belly. So I invite you, if you want, sense into what's true and sensitive for you. Right? Breathing in. with the chest center, breathing in with the chest center. And if it feels supportive, making an ah, just a sense, it's part of sensing the terrain in there tonight, right? Breathing in. Mm-hmm. Ah. 
inhale, begin. Catherine. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't all have to conduct yourself. <laughs> you get the gist after a while. It's sensitive. You know, it's a really interesting exercise. Just notice what you notice. Okay. And take your time for doing it. Rob. Rob. Sophie. Sophie. Derek. Derek. Juliet. Juliet. Salma. Julia. Julia. And just noticing what's here, as we always are doing in our practice. Any sense of, thank God that's over. Want to do it again. Hope I never have to do that again. Just making room for any responses. things not in any particular order um, this room will probably need airing three three times a day or we'll, we'll just start with that and see how that works so we'll start with um, I wonder if we could have three volunteers to open the window uh, once each uh, for about 15 minutes and then just you know close it after those 15 minutes Anyone up for that uh, Kate thank you so the, the three times would be um, 8 a.m. Uh, roughly until about 8.15, uh, 1 to about 1.15, and 6 to 
uh, just to prevent it getting too stuffy. So, Kate, which one do you want? I'm going to do um, eight. Okay, great, thank you. First one. In the spirit of... We'll do the evening one. Great, thanks, Nina. Six. So anyone at one could, could air the room for 15 minutes at I one? I think I could do that. Is lunchtime more sharp? Is, is it at 1.15? It's at one fifteen. so you could do that, come close it, and then go... Yeah? You happy with that, Jane? Great. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Okay. So let's try that, three 15-minute periods, and see how that goes, and what, what the kind of room needs with the heating on and, and all that. Um... How many people brought notebooks to the retreat that you can write in? Uh, okay, so... Ten, eleven. Oh, that's quick count. Um, so, <coughs> tomorrow, um, about ten other notebooks will, will appear out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so if you don't have one, uh, please grab one. And um, Do we need a donation for that now? I have to get them first. Okay, so you're probably just to cover cost, Guy has you can donate something if you like for that. Um, the reason is just so you have something to write in if there's stuff you're discovering, um, stuff from talks, etc. But also we'll be doing some exercises which involve some kind of inquiry and self-reflection, and it, it's uh, good to have just something to uh, to use for that. Um, there's a schedule for the retreat that we're going to start with, okay? So we're here for almost three weeks together, and like we said, we want to respond to you as a group and individually where you're at. So we've put up, well, we will put up this evening a schedule. Um, If you're used to being on retreat at Guy House, it will probably look relatively... um, Tame. Wimpy. (laughs) (laughs) There's quite a lot of space in it, relatively speaking. It's quite a gentle schedule. Um, so we were part of the experiments. What happens if there's just more space and less kind of relentless? Um, so obviously, if you want to sit more than this and walk more than this, you're very welcome. But there's kind of there's there's room in it to start with. So we're going to follow this for the first three, four, or five whatever days, and then see what what feels like it's needed. So there's there's different options. We might go to no schedule. We might we'll talk about that, or we might change it somewhat. Um, but this will be. On this notice board, and also for those of you in the Hermitage, there'll be one in, in the in the Hermitage uh, wing. I mean, actually, there's plenty of sitting and walking. On yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just say, <coughs> the only differences are. Um, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, the only differences are there's a bigger gap at lunch, right? So lunch is at twelve thirty and at three fifteen. The bell will go seven minutes before 3.15, and that will be a walking p- period, which doesn't mean sitting. <laughs> it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean it's not the schedule when it's walking, but it's walking at that time, just to raise the energy after lunch and um, maybe be outside, have a little bit more fresh air. And there's a slightly bigger gap at tea time. I think that's uh, the no, only... Oh, that's okay. I'll, I'll so is that it then? No, I mean usually this retreat we would end the day later, and okay. we're just ending at nine thirty. So that's probably fairly standard that most of you know. But like I said, if you want to do more, the space is there, the time is there. Go, go for it. Um, what this retreat, what the schedule as it stands doesn't have is any times for teachings written into it. Mm-hmm. So what we will do uh, every day, maybe a day in advance, maybe two days in advance, such is we will put up the times of the different teachings that happen during the day. Um, so, for example, 
tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> off the press, tomorrow, um, <laughs> there's, uh, some te- there's quite a lot of input tomorrow, uh, relatively gentle, but quite a lot. So at 9.30 a.m., 11 a.m., 3.15 and 7.30. And so those are the times that we said, we'll put that for tomorrow, and then every, every day <coughs> something will go up for teaching. Um, but it will happen at different times during the day, you know, so it's quite flexible. So this is like a skeleton schedule. And now within that schedule, have, did we did the reception sort out all the bell ringers? Did we do that? Mm-hmm. Great. Reception didn't sort out. It got sorted out. Great. Thank you. So, um, in terms of where to ring the bell, did, did the the skull. oh, great. Okay, so everyone's happy. Who's a bell ringer? Sort of. Great. He's just sitting in the garden wing and opening the garden wing door. That garden wing out there, you mean? Yeah. Um, I wonder about. Um, out at the front of the house, yeah. in, in case people are doing walking meditation out there. Mm-hmm. So, um, wherever Pascal showed you, plus nipping into the walking room, plus the front of the house, just in case anyone's walking there and ambling on towards the hermitage wing a bit. No, don't really need there are that. Quite a lot of people here, um, but they actually, he said not to nip into the walking room. Yeah, into the walking. Other people might be walking from from the other retreat. Um, outside, 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 okay, outside <laughs> the walking room. How's that? Yeah, you'll probably hear it still. Um, anything else to say about bell rings? Um, did he sh- tell you the particular bell it is yes. and the sound that it makes? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Great, okay. Um, whether we should ring it in the home. There won't be a wake-up bell for this retreat in the hermitage, that's for sure. Whether Do you want other bells in there for, the, like, sitting times and... Those of you who are in there, no? It should be okay. Okay, so no bell in the hermitage. That's fine. Um, okay, last little practical piece for now is um, library. Pascal said this, also I'm just repeating it. Um, there'll be a lot of input on this retreat. Um, a lot t- different things to work with, you know, things to ponder, reflect on, inquire into. Um, so don't, don't um, uh, please refrain from using the library. There may be small instances where maybe might suggest for someone to pick up this particular reading or that talk or something on CD, but generally speaking, we're, we'll just avoid the library. Um, I think that's it for now. And in case it wasn't clear, the it's likely that the amount of input will diminish over the days. Right. So in the initial part, there will be more. Yeah. yeah. One thing about the windows, I don't know if you could smell it earlier. Could you smell diesel in here? Anyone? Or? Oh, I, I could smell it when... when we, um, the, the boiler's got a slight problem at the moment, uh, which is long-standing, but... Well, I don't know, maybe you guys are not bothered by it, but I could smell the diesel fumes kind of come in here. Maybe it was just me. I was going to say, let's just open those windows, but if you're not bothered by it, then... There was a funny smell in my room. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Um, it's up to you guys. What do you think? Probably a good idea. Yeah. Okay. So the, the those who are doing the windows, Kate, Jane, and Nina, just those three will be fine for airing it. Okay. Thanks. Um, that's it. So what, what are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's move our body just a little bit, and then I'll get you to shift the cushions back into. So let's still stand a little bit. And be respectful to where you are, you know. We're all in different spaces right now with our body and what we need, actually. Yeah. 
That's it, yeah. Um, and have, a, have some room. Yeah, maybe let's break the sleep up, just have a bit of room in the field. Um, again, staying sensitive to you, right? You may not need to bounce, but many of us need to bounce to shake the kind of tension, let the breath start to move a little bit. The orientation that most of us have, which is in the upper region, head, frontal cortex, usually is where a lot of us are located. Shaking the head a little bit, you want to let the breath come. You might want to be more rigorous, right? You really need the rigorous movement. You might really not need that right now. And you keep faith with where you are. Check as you bounce or don't bounce if there's any holding in belly, shoulders, jaw. You want to check the jaw with a... Because we have a lot of formality, there is a lot of formality that supports our practice. And that formality has its shadow, which is tightening up, locking down, right? So formality actually is for more freedom, more intimacy with ourselves. So there's tightness, shake, hips, whatever feels good right now. You might want to have the hands at the lower back. Keep faith with where you are. Good with the hips, turning circles, let the hips lead. Change direction if you're with the hips. And the hands, shaking the hands from the wrists. And staying sensitive, inhaling arms up. And letting any sound with the outbreath come into the body with a oh. Breathing in, arms. And your sound. Oh. Yeah, good. So there's really differences, right? There's really differences. Inhaling arms up. Last chance. Okay. Take a half a minute just to either shake or respond or rub or turn or twist. What needs it? What needs it? The buttocks, the belly, mm, ankle, the shoulder, the Chigong exercise, which Eamon is demonstrating. This <laughs> <laughs> reminds me, I like it a lot. So, using the palms for waking up the buttocks.
sometimes it's, again, the palm, right palm to left shoulder. Down the left down. So the arm and the armpit. Oh, it's breaking up the chest there. Temperature. Yeah, especially after the exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Money just straight. Yeah, well, these two radiators. Um, apparently, that radio we don't want to touch so much. But which one? It's actually been fixed. It's been fixed. Okay, so we could just turn the heat down, which I think is probably. As it makes sense. <laughs> Just very briefly, refugees. 
let's just sit for one minute to uh, be quiet. Just to let you know, um, we'll do a short exercise together, just ten, <coughs> ten minutes or so, and then we'll sit for a little bit, and then we'll end the evening. Formally. So one of the um, forms that we would like to use occasionally during this retreat um, <coughs> is a, a form of inquiry where you get to explore a little bit um, You get to explore a little bit. One of the first things that I'd like us to explore tonight, so this is where you will let yourself use the conceptual world as a way to investigate. Um, I want us to explore a little bit around the concepts of emptiness, and metta. Not at this point an analysis or an in-depth discussion, but simply what are you, what are your responses to those words? What arises for you when you hear the word emptiness? What arises for you when you hear the word empty? What arises for you when you hear the word metta? What arises for you when you hear the word kindness or love? So the way we're going to do this tonight, and it's a form we will develop over time, but we'll keep it quite simple for tonight. So here's how it goes. Settle into your seat of meditation so you really have as much access to your seat. Really taking your seat as if you were sitting in silence. Checking that there's enough room for your belly to breathe. Space under the armpits, muscles of the face relaxed. And letting the breathing be natural. So there's a posture that is upright, with the upright intention. That is also gentle. 
undemanding, not requiring us to be something or someone. Concepts like emptiness and metta can be a real aid in the path. And like any concepts, they can also be a hindrance. The Hmm. Okay, so <coughs> the intention of this exercise is to see what is there, what is there around those concepts that we're bringing into the room, either intellectually, through the feeling tone, through the energetic sense, through the way that we can read our body and our body may expand or contract as we hear certain things. So I'm going to ask a question into the room and I want you to respond out loud if you want, if there's something to say. And remembering as you respond um, to really, one of the ways that we can support this container is to really, as much as we're able, keep the whole realm of inner judgment about our responses outside of this room. So you're free to simply respond as spontaneously as you like. That your response is, it's yours, but it's also relevant for the whole field, for the whole group. So let's see how it goes, and anyone's free to respond. Some of you have done this with me before, and um, sometimes we do it in pairs, but tonight we'll just do it like this. So sensing into your body, into your chest. Anybody, what arises right now when I say the word emptiness? Joy. Freedom. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Joy, freedom, nothing, space. Just breathing, letting all the responses be there. I'll ask it again see what's here now. What happens or what do you notice when I say the word emptiness? Uncertainty. Thank you. Vast. Beg your pardon? Vast. Vast. Contraction. Con contraction. Thank you. And breathing with all of that. Uncertainty, vastness, contraction. What happens when I say the word emptiness right now? Magical mystery. Thank you. Opening. Thank you. 
fear, opening, magical mystery. Thank you. What happens right now when I say the word emptiness? Excitement. Laughter. I won't be able to do it. Thank you. Excitement, laughter, I won't be able to do it. Yeah, all of that. All of that. What happens right now when I say the word love? Wow. <laughs> wow. What was the other one? Same. Same. Warm. Same to the nothing or same to the wow? Same to the nothing. Thank you. Warm. Warm. Juicy. Juicy. Keeping, keeping faith with all your responses not making one more or less than the other, the juice or the nothing, all of them have a place here. What happens right now when I say the word empty? Quiet. Quiet. Trembling, bubbling. Trembling. Pause. Sorry, there was a deep, there was a quiet deep. Deepening and pause. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What happens right now when I say the word kind? Wrinkly eyes. Huh? Wrinkly eyes. Wrinkly <laughs> <laughs> Is that like a kind of, oh? Like kind. Uh -huh. Like a granddad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. What happens right now when I say the word kind? Yes. Yes and? Forever. 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 Softness. Softness. Strength. Present. Mm -hmm. Settling. Settling. Gratitude. Remembering that all responses are welcome. So just see if there's, oh my God, not kindness. Or I remember once doing a long meta retreat where after a little while I would come to walk in the hall and there'd be, oh no, I hate meta. <laughs> <laughs> you may not have that. That may not be your trip. It doesn't have to be your trip. What happens right now when I say the word meta? Hope. Hope. Boundless. Boundless. I'm concerned for our safety because that candle seems quite close. Thank you. Very practical, Sam. <laughs> meta is also very practical. <laughs> yeah. It's both boundless and very responsive. It's beautiful. Yeah. What happens right now when I say the word Kindness. Love. Supportive. <coughs> I'm also interested in... Uh, how long have we got? Three weeks. Um, I'm also interested in 
anyone who has another language other than English as a mother tongue. Just feel into what your resonance with the words that are equivalent for you. Um, just take a moment with that if you have a other language that's close to your heart. Actually, and if that's so, if you feel okay just to utter the wor a word that fits with a resonance of either metta, kindness, love, just to say the word from your own other tongue. Anybody? Seosam. Again? Seosam. Seosam. Maybe we can just pause with, with that. you. Any other languages close to your heart? Ew. Again? Ew. Can you hear it? Yeah. yeah feel, feel into. Any other languages close to your heart for the word love or meta? Kindness. Thank you. Any others want to be spoken? Think um Anyone want to utter it also in English? Because you haven't done that. You've said your responses. So any language, any of the words in the realm of the the love language. Just see what's here now. What's here when I say the word empty? Blank. Headache. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Angry. Angry. Yeah. Vendio. Mm-hmm. Wanting to be held. Mm-hmm. Relief. Just check that the breath is here, the body is here with whatever you're with. Relief, wanting, anger, love. Frozen, open, expanded or contracted. Just know it. And we'll pick up of course, on these things. tonight we're going to do a short sitting together so if you need to adjust your posture feel free and again Taking just a moment once more to establish the posture of meditation. And you sense the quality of uprightness expressing in the body. It mirrors the alertness, the brightness of presence in the consciousness. Feel the uprightness in the body. Feel the vertical axis of the body. At the same time, is it possible to feel the openness of the body? Feel the body as open. soft. Just as relaxed as possible. Taking a moment perhaps to feel into the face and just notice how it feels right now, if there's any tension perhaps. Just relaxing as much as is possible right now around the eyes, around the mouth. Sensing, tuning in, relaxing. The jaw.
feeling the throat, the neck, easing, letting go. The shoulders hanging down. Releasing. Feeling into the upper back. Relaxing. The chest. And the belly. Particularly the lower belly. Letting that go. Sensing in, letting go just as much as possible, letting it hang down. The legs. Can you bring a simple presence into the hands right now, the experience of the hands, the simple sensations, warmth, cold, tingling, pressure, whatever it is, just sensing in, in a very direct, alive way to the life, the life of the feeling in the hands, right now. Allowing whatever's there, feeling, knowing whatever's there, receiving, receiving the sensations in the hands. A world of sensation. about the backside, where it makes contact with the cushion or the bench or the chair. The life, the dance, the flickering of sensation there, very simple, very bare, very naked. receiving to those sensations. And how about the legs, the lower legs or the feet where the body makes contact with the floor. What does it feel like being right there, sensitive, attentive, tuning in, open and allowing? body is alive, the attention is alive in the body, 
Now, is it possible to open up the attention to include the whole space of the body, the whole field of sensation that would embrace, incorporate the whole body and that whole feeling of the whole body, the totality of it. So opening up the attention to tune into, to receive that whole space of sensation, of energy, of life. Let that space of awareness be big, actually a little bit bigger than the body. It will tend to keep shrinking, so keep pushing it out like a balloon inflating. You're filling out that space, filling it with awareness, feeling into the texture of that whole space, the texture of that whole field of energy. How does it feel, that space? Sensing into the vibration the sense of the vibrational field, the energy field of that space that we call the body. Stretching that balloon of awareness. Keeping it open and allowing, allowing whatever is present in that field. If it feels good, if it feels difficult, this space of allowing for everything to manifest, anything to manifest in that field. Sensitive to the whole body, sensitive to the texture of the whole body space. Letting it be, opening it up. received, everything is allowed. A friendliness around and through that whole field, holding 
holding the experience of the moment. body and what moves through the body space, space to be, space to move through. So this is a kind of kindness, this holding, this allowing, this receiving. open. space of awareness open, that attention open, field open, sensitive to the whole space. Perhaps you notice when the breath comes and goes in and out, how the whole space feels with the in-breath and the out-breath. the breath ripples through the whole space, include it all, legs, everything. breath feels stuck or contracted or difficult, just opening out to really allow that sense and that experience. Hold it in the space of allowing. feel the breath tending to the body, tending to that space. How does it ripple through? How does it open up that space? Receiving the breath and the way the energy of the breath moves through the space. 
opening up the attention. possible to feel this sense of receiving as a kindness to yourself right now, a kindness to the being, this openness, this receptivity, it's a kind of kindness. everything, holding everything, allowing everything. Before we say goodnight for tonight, um, is there anything that we didn't touch on tonight on a practical level or anything like that? Um, 
you mean you would like to sit on it? What, what's your need? And I'd like to sit on the floor. Okay, so that's a good... Thanks for bringing that up. Mm. Um, there may be a number of you who, including myself, who also might like to sit on a chair at times, yeah. as my knees have... Mm. <laughs> so that obviously won't be possible for everyone to have one every time on one ch- upright chair. But what I thought we could do... <coughs> Is uh, have a, a chair that's des- a couple of chairs designated to optional chair use, um, so that you know if you if you're an occasional chair user you can go up and it looks like is that one not that's the yellow one there isn't a given. Rosie, it looks like you've got. We'll we'll work this out together. Well, there's, three, there's, right? a, there's another one here. Um, so just bear in mind part of the part of the conditions actually. It's a small room. Um, there are various health needs and uh, things here in the room. So there won't be room uh, for a, everyone to have, as I said, a, a zerbaton and a chair. So let's see how we go with that. Let's see how we go with that. And I know there's various needs here in the room that will need attention. So. I, I, I just, looking at that space there, it looks like it's... We can we can shift the. Uh, Definitely, if things mm-hmm. move over, it looks like there's enough space there. Yeah, but I wonder if I were to ask, would anybody else like to have two? There was already a few hands up. Oh, sorry. That's okay. No, it's a very good point. In fact, we need a little alleyway, but we can also shift the. We can also open the space up a little bit. Um, I don't want to go into all the possible permutations right now, but let's just keep an eye on that together. And all those questions are welcome. They're really welcome. Uh, maybe this is too early for this, but if, if Stu came forward, as, as Jane said, there's a space there, and we could put one more Zabaton, and then there'll be... Oh, there'll be m- okay, that's a good point. There'll be more options for both, yeah. And then there'll be three floating chairs, so to speak, and that extra Zabaton. Uh-huh, okay, thank you, yeah. Oh, just as a start, we could... Yeah. Good point. So, Stu, do you want to come a little So, actually, then we can have floating <coughs> Zabutons and floating chairs. How does that sound? <laughs> mm-hmm. no? Okay. We can try that. So, um, let's see. The, what, in terms of access, when we were looking at the room earlier, we'll, we'll need a little corridor there, but it doesn't have to be as big, Jane's right. We need a little corridor around there, right, in front of those chairs towards the back, towards where Isla is. And did it, can everyone access their seat all right from where? We can just see how that goes. We can see how it goes. (coughs) So we'll put a couple more zebutons down, and you know, invariably there will be um, pressure on the resources of zebutons and space. We'll see how that works. I guess I have some queries around the timetable because I'm just thinking about my day. Are you a work retreat? Yeah, and um, like. Obviously, to try and be here as much for the teachings, but how much is, you know, and I don't really do much walking, well, I don't do any walking meditation, so would it be alright for me to be here mainly for the sitting, or do you suggest to do some walking, or that kind of thing? Yeah, um, I would, st- if you're a worker, so I think we've got four worker rooms here, yeah, so please come to as much as you can of everything. Um, as as your work allows, um, prioritizing the teaching so that, so that you can mm. get that. Um, in terms of walking, yeah, would would um, 
Maybe if you did one pier a day would be great just to sort of introduce that if you're new to that practice. We can, we'll be talking about that. I did it on that. one retreat and I didn't get that much from it. Okay, so, so there's, a, there's an opportunity to experiment and discover and, and yeah, yeah, and we can talk plenty about that, certainly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I also have a question because at the moment um, I'm going to bed very early and getting up very early and meditating a lot in the morning before I work. So I'm just kind of wondering um, if I should try and shift that around to fit more with the schedule or if I can continue doing that. Do you know how to do that? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> use the morning sit to sit if you want to sit sounds great and tr- come to the teachings that you can here yeah. thank you okay great so um, wish you a very good night's sleep and we'll see you again in the morning yeah, yeah. thanks for coming it's really a pleasure to sit with you all here sleep well and the first teaching tomorrow, uh, oh yeah, should we just tell them the morning uh, schedule? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.